Welcome. You are about to listen to a destiny-changing message preached by Pastor David at Caris Phase 2. Caris Phase 2 is our revival-seeking youth ministry where young people are coming to know Jesus Christ. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. Be blessed as you listen. Catch the anointing. Why do I need the anointing? What is the anointing? The anointing is the presence of God with a person. Why do I need the anointing? Because you cannot be relevant to God without him manifesting himself in your life. No one can do for God by himself or herself. You cannot do anything for God or by yourself. Jesus said in John chapter 15, verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. Abide in me. That he who abides in me and I him, he bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. It doesn't mean you cannot dance. You cannot pass exam. But what that means is without him, you can't do anything for him. You can't do anything for God without Christ. Without me, you can do nothing. What's the meaning of nothing? Nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Let's all read it aloud from the screen. For you to be able to will and to do for his good pleasure. What's pleasure? Happiness. God is happy with it. He's pleased. For you to do anything for him to be pleased. You. Can you imagine you are pleasing, doing something for God to say, (laughs) you. It says that to do anything for his good pleasure, it must be God who will work in you. Two things he works in you. Number one, both to will. Say will. will. So when you say, I want to do this for God. I want to do this for That initial desire to do that thing that make God smile on you cannot come from you. God is working in you to will. So your desire to come to church didn't come from you. No, it is God who is at work in you both to will. I, I, I want to do outreach. I, 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 want to, I want to sow seed. I want to stop fornicating. I want to stop lying. I, I want to read my Bible. Anything you do that is in according to God's good pleasure, it cannot come from you. Neither can it come from a pastor. It is God himself who must work in, inside you. So he said, it is God who is at work. Can you imagine? He said, for it is God who works in you. Both to will, and not only to will, to do. You have to will first before you do. Some people will, but they don't do. So both wills, 
willing to do what's bringing pleasure, that willing is from God. And the doing, the ability for me to stand here and preach for you to say, oh, God has touched my heart. Please, it didn't come from me. It is God who is awake for me to will that I'm going to preach this thing and to actually preach it. King James says that, King James says, for it is God, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. NIV, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good pleasure. You can't do it by yourself. So Jesus said, without me, you cannot do anything. You need me to do me. You need me. You need me to be able to please me. I have to be able to inspire you. I have to be able to influence you. I have to be able to motivate you. I have to be able to work inside you. What I like about it, it says, it is God who is actually at work. But if there is God, why are people so suffering so much? There is God. He's working inside me. He's not working everywhere. He's working inside me. How do you know he's working inside me? Because I did something that brought him pleasure. I did something. That, that means that God is working. If you are able to do anything that pleases God, that means that God is working. Nobody can unilaterally please God. No human being has what it takes to please God unilaterally. That's why we need the anointing. I need the spirit. I need the spirit of God. And so, now, the anointing of God is the presence of God with the person that makes him be able to do what ordinarily he cannot do. Now, so, the anointing is not just the presence of God, but it is a presence of God with a person which gives the person an ability to do what the person couldn't have done without that ability, without that presence. Does that make sense? So, in Acts chapter 8, verse 18, when Simon saw the Holy Spirit was given by the laying on of a human, they opposed their hands. They used their hands to touch somebody, the Holy Ghost. <laughs> what? The guy said, wow! Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 Because, you know, you are dealing with someone who has been meddling in spiritual things. People come to see him, and he can look at you, and he'll tell you your future. He can look at you and tell you the first place you went last week. What food you ordered. Whether it was enough, and he'll tell you the dessert. He can look at you. And the guy was good. And tell you, you know what? Go and stand by the junction. There's a guy coming. He's in need of help. His car will break down. He's a millionaire. Help him. He'll give you money. So, so people, in fact, Bible said people held him like someone very important because he has been using witchcraft. Yeah. He's been using witchcraft to mesmerize the people. In Acts chapter 8, from verse 10, 11, Bible said there was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria claiming that he was someone great. Look at the next one. To him, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the great power of God. Yeah. Wow. People, be, 
the guy was super. He has mesmerized them. So, someone the sorcerer saw the guy, um, Steve, Philip, he's done miracles. Demons were flying out of people. Demons were flying. Ah! And the were, Bible said they were coming out with loud voice. Yes. Demons like shouting. <laughs> Bible says that unclean spirits crying out with loud voice. Ah! Hey, what's happening? <laughs> they were coming, came out of many. And so it created a stir in the city. Wow, what's going on? Wow, people were also getting healed. So there was great joy in the city because people were now free. That's why when we come to church, after demons leave, one of the signs that demons have left you is you are happy. Because preaching has a way of dislodging devils. Preaching. Preaching destabilizes and disturbs sound preaching, I mean. Christ-centered preaching. It destabilizes and disturbs demons. Yes. So when you come to church and keep hearing sound preaching, or you go home, you keep hearing sound preaching, something good is happening to you without you realizing. Yes. Demons are being disturbed. You can't hear powerful preaching and finish a dupon. No. You, you need some time for the thing to wane up before you can go. Because that demon of porn cannot act. The word of God has destabilized it. Sometimes, <sighs> yeah, it's important. So, Philip went to Samaria and demons, ah! unclean spirit. Ah! Yeah! Yeah! Don't be, imp- imp- don't be quickly imp- impressed by noise. Yeah, because one of the signs of departing demons is noise, <laughs> and also the sign of imparting the Holy Spirit as well. When the Holy Spirit is coming, it comes with a lot of noise. It's coming. <sighs> then suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Wow! Acts chapter 2, verse 2. Can you imagine when the Holy Spirit entered Elizabeth? That was she, she spoke with a loud voice. Yeah! Blessed are you! Spoke with a loud voice. Blessed are you! Amongst women. Why? Because when the Holy Spirit comes, people react. And when he's going, People don't see. Usually, usually, when it's going, you don't realize. So there are churches the Holy Spirit has left. But churches continue. Hey, The Holy Spirit has left. Because when it's leaving, you won't notice it. When demons are coming, you don't also notice it. They come clandestinely, surreptitiously. They come undercover. That's why... That's why you can't trace when you caught a devil. But usually you can tell when a devil left. You can tell when, and the Holy Spirit too, you, you can tell when he came on your life. But usually you can't trace when he left. It's something that the Bible said, the Holy Spirit left something and he didn't know. He said, I'll go up in my own, as at other times. Oh yeah. Samson, we are going to fight us at other times. And he shook himself. And the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he, he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. He didn't know. He didn't know. God said, bye. 
is gone, but I didn't know. God can leave you. The Spirit of God can leave you. I know you used to do a lot of outreach. I know you used to serve faithfully. I used to do well in the choir. You used to do well here, ABC. Ability to do well is not a permanent possession. Oh, yeah. Doing well is not a permanent possession. You have to watch. Watch and be alert. Else, once upon a time you were doing well, and later you won't be doing well. Don't let your life be filled with, I used to. I used to be very much on fire. I used to go to church regularly. Now, when you are doing well in church, don't let anyone advise you who used to. Advising you, take it easy. Because I used to, I used to be on fire for Jesus. All right, so he went to the synagogue and was preaching. Uh, he was preaching in town, and then then someone the social said, "Whoa, whoa, no!" So Simon was impressed. Bible says that Simon himself believed. Simon the social said, "I want to be your armor bearer. I want to hold your Bible." So Simon himself also believed. And when he was baptized, he continued, the continuum he was following everywhere Philip was going. Now he stopped his job. He stopped, he resigned from his job, everything. Followed Philip and was amazed, seeing the miracles and signs, which this is anointing at work. The guy, wow, wow, wow. I'll carry your Bible. I like this thing. So he was carrying the Bible because he wanted that too. Because all his life he has been controlling people with some spiritual gimmicks. Now he has seen the real one. He said, ah. This one, my own, is no. It's like children. You know when children are playing with toys and they see a better toy, they will leave this one. Yeah, they, they, uh, they will take this one. I want that one. Yes, just like a typical boy, landing boy, moving from moving the people to follow him to looking for a new thing to do for people to follow him more. Because now he sees the attention is on Philip. So wow, me to baptize me, I believe. Let me carry your Bible. He was following him everywhere. So when Jerusalem heard that the apostles have heard uh, Samaria has received the word of God, verse 15, they sent Peter and John, who when they came, prayed that they would be filled with the Holy Spirit. And when they had laid hands on them, verse 17, when they laid their hands on them, they, the Holy Ghost came upon them. Wow. So they laid their hands on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. But now this way, ah! hey, who are these guys too? They came from Jerusalem. What did they do? They laid their hands, and now the thing is not just deliverance. Demons leaving you, healings taking place. But now, people receive something, they start also, <laughs> Holy Ghost, ah, powers hey! This thing, they are levels. It says, Philip, you are good. But Peter. Peter, I think we need to talk, Peter. Philip, I'll see you later. Peter, I think we need to talk. They called Peter on the side and he's, he opened his account. He said, what I accounted is I want to wire something. This is money. I want to wire into your account on one condition that you give me this thing so that me too, whoever I lay my now be better than Philip. <laughs> I've been following Philip but I realized that he's a baby tiger. Yeah. I, I want anyone who lay my hands on, me too, give me this power. Give me this power. Peter said, look at you. <laughs> look at you. Your heart is not right. All the time you have been following Philip. It's not with a good heart. It's not with a genuine heart. 
He said, your heart is not right and you don't have a part in this. Yeah, that's what he said. He said, where did you your money? I want to punish you. The way Peter spoke. Modern day people would think a preacher should speak like that. He said, your money perish with you. Was, Peter was very angry. What money perish with you? Now, after he said that, the guy was, sorry. He said, please, please. No, no, no. I, don't, I, have, I, don't, I, I didn't mean it. He said, pray for me. Now he's asking for prayer. <laughs> that none of these things you have said will come upon me. Yeah. Because he crossed the line. And Peter had to address that spirit at work. Yeah. So, Simon the sorcerer said, I want to pay anything for this. But it's not the reason why you want the Holy Spirit. If you want the Holy Spirit, you want the anointing. So people, so you can become important in the eyes of your enemies. Sorry. If you want the Holy Spirit, so you can look relevant in life. Sorry. The only reason why the Holy Spirit comes upon people, the anointing will come upon anybody. It's in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. It said, and ye shall be witnesses of me. Not about you, of me, in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, the uttermost part of the world. You will become my witnesses. You become my authorized agents. So everybody needs the anointing. Who wants to work for God? If you want to work for God, you need the anointing. The anointing is what makes you achieve things that you cannot do by yourself. So someone the sorcerer said, I also want the anointing. But he was making a mistake. He wanted an anointing. He was, was negotiating for power. He was negotiating for fame. What the effect of the anointing, he wanted to pay money for it, thinking that is the anointing. But the anointing is an actual person upon a person that generates the effects. So I need the anointing. Someone say, I need the anointing. Number one, how do you receive the anointing? Prayer. Number two, impartations in two ways. Association and then what? And laying on of hands. So if you want impartation, if you want anointing, you have to be careful who you associate with. If you, are, if you want anointing, Believe God for some hands to be laid on you. Amen. Amen. Laying on of hands is a very important thing when it comes to spiritual work. Amen. And then number three, following. Who you follow will determine where you end up. Number four, the anointing is a spiritual thing, so you just have to be a spiritual person. Spirituality, you're prayerful, you read your Bible, and your behavior depicts someone who is working with God. Sometimes our behavior does not reflect a work with God. It's easy for you to be in church, but not to work with God. But it's not possible for you to work with God and not be in church. So it's important to know that association is very paramount when it comes to catching the unction. Then number five. Number five is service. Not like MOT service. Being active in servanthood. Serving. Serving. 
the act of serving, serve, serve, serve. Is there not a man of God here? Listen, he said, is there not a man of God here by whom we can inquire? Second Kings chapter 3. They were about to die. And he said, no, no, no. Jehoshaphat said, guy, we can't stay here and die like that. No, we don't know what to do. Let's look for a man of God. He said, is there not a prophet of the Lord here? That we may inquire of the Lord by him. You see the wise man, he said, let's go and pray. He said, no, I need someone who will be like a conduit. So we can, we can go to him because God has anointed him for a job. Yeah. God anoints people. He puts his presence on people so that he can help others through those people. Typical example is Peter and John. They prayed for people that they received the Holy Ghost. Someone of the sorcerers said, me too, I want to be that kind of person. God uses people. So when their life their, life, their lives and their armies and their animals were at stake. Jehoshaphat said, no, 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 no. I'm too smart to die like this when I can locate a man of God. Let's find a prophet of God. He said, why are we going through this? Is there no prophet of God by whom we can inquire? We want to inquire from the Lord, but we need him to, to inquire of the Lord through him. By whom? Someone. Uh, so one of the servants of the king of Israel answered and said, Elijah! The son of Shaphat is here. How did he describe him? He used, he didn't say, he said, he said he used to pour water on that great man of God. <laughs> His service to the man of God, I know that if this guy was serving him like that, something has come upon him. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Service. 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 I have gotten here through service. Oh, yes. That's why my favorite title, if you call it a title, is God's servant. I, I want to be a servant, not God's leader. Servant. Jesus said, I am amongst you as one who serves. Luke chapter 22, verse 27. In verse 25, he was trying to explain some things to them. He says that the kings, that's the celebrities, okay, of the world. The Lord is over the people. And those who exercise authority over, over them are called benefactors. So these are the big guys. The big guys, oh, hey, Lord, we serve you. Then look at the next verse, verse 26. But not so amongst you. How come you want to be anointed, but you are only thinking of front seat? He said, amongst you, it should not be so. Relevance, importance. He said, no, that's not how it works in the kingdom. On the contrary, he who is greatest amongst you, let him be as the younger, and he who governs as he who serves. Don't desire the title God's servant. Be a servant. Be a servant of God's people. And then he says that, uh, but not so amongst you. Look at the next verse. Jesus said that, for who, who is greater? He who sits at the table, or he who serves? Who is greater? When you, when you look at a banquet, the one sitting at the high, high table and the one who is serving among the people, who is greater? Obviously, the one sitting at the high table. So you go to an event and you see, you don't know the prime minister, but you see someone sitting, and they say the prime minister is there and he's sitting 
the, or the king. You don't know who the king is. But you see the banquet and the high table in the center with a nice chair, like a wedding bride chair. Where's he sitting there? You look at the one, and then you look at the one who is always walking around, holding the, the, the juice, the drinks, and pouring it into people's cups. Who do you think is greater? No, it's certainly the one who is sitting there. But Jesus said, when you come, you won't see me there. You'll see me pouring drink. That's what. He said, who is it? He said, is it not the one who sits at the table? Yes, it is. Yet. Say yet. Yet. Yet I am amongst you as the one who is serving. The one who serves. That's how anointing comes. Anointing comes for service. So if you are not rehearsing service, why would they anoint you? If you are not in service, why would they service you? Buses and trains that are out of service don't get serviced. They only have to service the ones that are still in service. The ones that are now out of service, they just take them and dump them on the fields or scrapyard. Crushed. Jesus said, I am amongst you as one. He said, Some of you in the realm of the spirit. It's a bus. So when you see a bus in the night, especially when it's cold, and you are waiting for a bus, and then you see one coming, you say, then you keep watching, say, out of service. Oh, no. Out of service. When you are waiting for a train and it's getting late here somewhere, and you, you see a train coming, and then they announce that the train coming is not stopping at this station. Oh, no. Yeah. Out of service. Some of, some of you, people's destinies think you are in service, but you are out of service. You are not serving. You just come and sit and look very important and shout, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! But you are not serving. You want anointing? God, give you anointing. For what? How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing? But you are not interested in wenting about. Why should you put anointing on you? Anointing makes people went about doing. you go doing, serving people. The, the quality of your Christian life has a direct correlation with your heart of service. It's not how many quotations you know. You can be in Bible school and have triple PhD from different Bible or theological seminaries. You can have all that and still you don't have anointing. You don't have anointing because you are out of service. Who are you serving? Who are you serving? Bible says that. And the king called for Daniel. Daniel! Seven, Daniel chapter 6 verse 20. Servant of the most high God. When they call, what would they say about you? What qualification would they give about you? Daniel! 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 Servant of the living God! Are you a servant? Lions can't eat servants. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar's lions can't eat servants. Abu says that God, he said, you shall serve the Lord in Exodus chapter 20, 25 verse 23 down. You shall serve the Lord and he will bless you. Ah, ah, Ajay. Uh, that's what makes me like serving. 
said, you and you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will do what? Whose job is it to bless? Whose job is it to serve? Blessing follows service. So you want to be anointed, you have to be in service. I didn't mean be in church service. Be a servant of God's people. How do you serve God? By serving his people. You can't serve God without serving God's people. You are just religious. Someone says, I serve God. I serve God. It can only be validated by your service to the church. Your service to the church. Your service in the church. Because the church is the house of God. God does not anoint bosses. He anoints servants. 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 Said, I found David, my servant. <laughs> my servant. I found David, my servant. My servant. God only anoints servants. So, how do you catch the anointing? Service. Say, how did I get to where I am? Service. That's why the Bible says, be steadfast and unmovable. Because some things will move you. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Be steadfast and unmovable, always abounding. What? Always abounding what? Ah, ah, you see that? You have to always increase. You have to always increase. And he said, be steadfast. Steadfast means consistent or firm and not be moved. Don't allow yourself to be moved. Always abounding. Why? Because your labor in the Lord, you have to know that whatever you do in God is never in vain. Yeah. Else, you give up. But there are times you don't feel, you don't feel like it. There are times you feel someone else is you. Someone else should do it. Are we going for after again? No. That's why you have to be steadfast and unmovable. Tell someone, be unmovable. Because there are so many things that would like to move you so you don't do what you know you have to do. Anytime you want to do something for God, God always gives you a witness from your inside. It's not just the mind, it's inside. Something deep. Sometimes you have all kinds of arguments and questions and issues on your mind, but deep inside you, you know this is what the right thing I got to do. Uh, how come you have the, you have the conviction on the inner man? You have the witness on your inside, but your mind still has questions and doubts. Because God doesn't start with your mind. It starts with your spirit. For the Bible, Romans chapter 8 verse 16 says that the spirit himself bears witness with our spirits. It starts with you. The Holy Spirit is working in your spirit. That is why sometimes your mind is not very convinced, but your spirit feels that this is the right thing to do. Just that you cannot explain why. But I just know that this is the right thing to do. Go with your spirit. And your mind will grow up and follow it. Your mind will come to terms with it. Your mind will mature to understand it. So, how do you get anointed? Service. I said this some time ago. One of the ills and 
challenges of the coronavirus lockdown. Preachers were still preaching on Zoom. Yeah, preachers were still preaching. But the negative impact of the lockdown was Christians were denied and deprived opportunity to serve. Yeah. That is a high way of boosting your rating in heaven. Service. Service. Don't think you are doing it for anybody because things were going on before you show up. Before you were born, there was church. And after you die and go, there will still be church. But as to whether you can, the, the, the movement of church, the achievements in church, the, the workings of God in church, as to whether your name can be tied to something great in church, is up to you. That is what determines your reward in heaven. Church, service. Serve. It's a great thing to serve the Lord. It's a great thing to serve the Lord. It's a great thing to serve the Lord. Walk in the light of God. Brothers and sisters, sons and daughters, you are seeing a man standing before you who has never been without moments of active frontline service in church for the past 33 years. Both when I was in school and when I was out of school. I'm not talking about once in a while. Constantly. Be steadfast and unmovable. I, by the grace of God, it is God who works in you both to will and to do. So if I do, I can't take the credit. He helped me, but I also complied. Some of you, God is helping you, but you are not complying. Mm-hmm. You, are, you, are not, you are not working together with God. The Bible says in First, First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, we are laborers together with God. We work together with him. But some of us, we are not complying. We are not working together with God. In First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, he said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Nevertheless, not I. The grace said, the, said that I am grace of my one and his grace was the grace towards me was not in vain. So you can have the grace coming on you in vain. He said, however, I, but I labored more abundantly than those others who can produce my other results. I labored, yet it's still the grace. But I also did something. God needs your involvement. No, I redraw that. that. Your involvement might be good, but it's not better. It needs your commitment. Yeah. When it comes to the kingdom of God, it takes commitment to make great impact, not involvement. How many of you have eaten um, egg and bacon before? (laughs) 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 To have egg and bacon, I suppose you agree with me that you need the commitment of a pig and an involvement of a hen. You need the involvement of a hen. He has to, she, that hen has to do what? Lay the egg. Then it's going. That's the involvement of a hen. But the, it takes a commitment of a pig. To get bacon, pig has to lay his life down. Yes. Pig. Mr. Pig must die for someone to eat bacon. Madam hen must just drop egg and go. God 
wants your commitment, not just involvement. Not just involvement, yes. Not just involvement. You got to be committed. You are, you are like what you are committed to. To take time for you to think about it. Yeah. Your commitment, what you are committed to, defines you. <laughs> so, for God to anoint you, it comes to look for commitment. It comes to look for commitment. Commitment without complaints. Joyful service. Deadly commitment to God. You are committed to God. If it means you are losing money, if it means you are losing friends, if it means you are losing fame, if it means you are losing likes and following, no problem. Your commitment is unyielding. That gives God a reason to look in your direction when he's looking for somebody to anoint. Let me add the last one. You want anointing prayer. You know anointing, it takes impartation. You want anointing, someone must follow. You want anointing, someone must be spiritual. You want anointing, someone must serve. And then you, you, you want anointing. This is simple, but it's so profound. You need to create a word environment. A word environment. Word environment. Everybody say word environment. What do I mean by word environment? Environment where God, God's word, the, either the preaching of God's word, the teaching of God's word, the discussing of God's word takes dominant place. A word environment. There's a, there's a way being open to the word makes you open to the spirit. When you get open to the word, it makes you open to anointing. I see someone catching an anointing. I said, I see someone catching an anointing. I see someone catching an anointing. Keep enriching yourself with God's word. Hearing the word of God over and over and over and over and over from anointed vessels. Saturate yourself, please. I know you've got wonderful headphones or earphones. Learn how to use the earphone to create a word env environment. You can be in the train, but you are in a word environment. It has the way of churning. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, it says, stab the gift. This is one of the ways to stir it up. To create a word environment is test it up. Stir it up. So, there's something about the word of God. It's not about moral issues or preaching moral. It's the power of God. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power. All right. So, preaching of the gospel is actually the power. It's the power of God at work. So, you have to create power environment. Sometimes you need a booster. You need a booster because you are getting tired. Put in some messages. Play till you fall asleep if it's permissible. But the point I'm making is you have to take responsibility and create a word environment. It will save your life. And it will pave the way for anointing or let me say it in a crass way, 
anointment. The anointing to come on your life. How many of us want the anointing? I want the anointing. I want the anointing. I want the anointing. God bless you for listening to the amazing message. We pray your life can never be the same. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Carish Church on YouTube and to listen to more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms. You can also connect with David Entry and our youth ministry on social media. Find David Entry on Instagram and TikTok at davidentry underscore and find our youth ministry at Caris Phase 2 on Instagram and TikTok and at Caris on Campus on Snapchat. Be blessed.